2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. I am your host, Mark Ellis, joined once again by <laughs> my beloved co-host. She's back. I hope for good, but probably not. Jacqueline Coley, how you doing, babe? I haven't seen you in, like, years. It's been a month. <laughs> it's felt like a long time.
0: I know, I, I know. was running
2: out of excuses to tell people, because usually if, if, like, one of us is out for a week, I'll be like, oh, it won't, we're on assignment. Or, like, you know, you just, like, make up some yeah. vague term, yeah. like, working really hard. I'll be honest, by the end of this run, I was like, look, I think she's home playing video games, but she deserves it, because... She, she had a brutal award season, she went to every red carpet, she's flying all over the world, she deserves to
0: sit home and play Fortnite if she wants to. I mean, in truth, there was some video games played. Uh, it was Don't Starve, <laughs> though, for anyone listening, if you want to find me, I have a server. No, uh, I had, I'm old, man. and so. You, oh, that's it, what happened. Yeah, so I will be the first to say... Um, Ladies and gentlemen, take care of your feet. If they tell if you're if you have a doctor that says, Hey, I think you might have something wrong with your foot, mm-hmm. maybe don't wear heels as much as you do this awards season, try to get into some flats, and then you start thinking of all the looks that you can't serve oh, and therefore boy. ignore that advice, just know that you might be laid up for a month. Oh my God, is that what happened it was I mean, foot? that was like the sequence of events, but as with so many things as you get older, you think that this is what's wrong with a car, and then they tell you there's something <laughs> else wrong with it. But well, I'm fine. I'm I'm nothing wrong wrong with it. Again, just uh, just getting old. Gotta stretch, guys. Stretch, take your vitamins.
2: It was a great segue you just had. Yeah. Because we're taking care of the car.
0: Yeah! We
2: have a a movie that I'm not gonna quite say it's a classic, but we do have a classic guest here to talk about it. And it's been way too long since I've seen you in person as well, sir. From the Outlaw Nation, the hub is YouTube. You can uh, check out his channel, subscribe, and look at all the cool shows he's got going on. He is the one, the only, the outlaw himself. Mr. John Roca, back on the show. This is the first
0: time in person. I know. So I'm
2: very excited by this.
3: I yeah. really
0: do feel like I do have to say hearing yeah. Mark say your name I do feel like you need a WWE style entrance. Like I don't even feel like this is right <laughs> oh, right now. Oh he's had
2: plenty of those. I know. I those know he has days. but that's what's like <laughs> those were the that's days. what's
0: weird about this. Like I, I feel I, f- I feel weird.
2: I Just mean <laughs> look, especially because yeah. the movie the we're talking about here. here. yeah, yeah it's lot. lot a lot. Here. It's a we have history. history. Here. John knows a little something about movie trivia. Yeah. And I'm thinking back on the Schmodown days <laughs> and I'm wondering did you ever go through the filmography of this particular franchise we're about to talk about.
3: absolutely. Action-adventure is where you're at. Thrillers, uh, yes, of course. Vin Diesel's filmography, but also the Fast and Furious movies because I like these movies for a number of reasons and I always go see them either opening night or at the screenings. I Mm. love this series from the first one until the last one, except for the second one. But yes, absolutely. (laughs) There's a lot of interesting directors on this, too. It it is, and we're talking about the
2: the OG here today, the Fast and the Furious from 2001. Rob Cohen directed, starring obviously Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, the whole gang. And look, it's a movie that you go back and and you revisit now, knowing everything that we know and seeing all the movies that we've seen in this franchise since then, and you say, now we're blowing up stuff and we're international spies and we're going to outer space. Back here, it was just like a... a street racing movie yeah I th- there was a heist element to it but we were just yeah. really kind of doing drag racing and living our lives a quarter mile at a time and then all this other stuff sort of blossomed so i want to give a couple editorial shout outs too. right now on rotten you can check out all the fast and furious movies ranked via tomato meter mm-hmm. but also our buddy alex voe did a great article where it's how to watch the fast and furious Very movies true. i love this in order And it's not as chronological as you might think, at least in terms of release date. So here's how to watch them in order. You go one, two, right? Mm -hmm. Easy enough. And then you skip to four, Fast and Furious. And then you go to Fast Five. Then you go to Fast Six. Then you go back to Tokyo Drift, a movie that we already covered on an episode of this show. Then you go to seven, eight, Hobbs and Shaw, and then nine. And obviously, one of the reasons why we're talking about this movie is that we have the big Fast Ten coming out in theaters on May 19th. So, uh, John, Jacqueline? 54% rotten is the score for the Fast and the Furious. That's the OG. And then the movie stayed in pretty rough, like, rotten territory until we hit Fast 5. And then with the exception of the most recent entry, Fast 9, everything else has been fresh. Fast 9 is clinging to 59%. So it's so close. But this one, 54%. I'll start with you, Mr. Roca. Is Rotten Tomatoes wrong? Yes, 100% it's wrong. (laughs) The OG is like 70 or 80%. It's ridiculous. Clearly, these critics
3: at that time did not understand street culture, racing culture, <laughs> and the gift that that is to enjoy this movie. And I think this is such an interesting time because 2001 is when things are changing. New different kinds of franchises are popping up. Remember, we're just now opening the door to superhero franchises in 2000, sure. mm-hmm. right, with X-Men and what have you. So we're just opening the door to the possibility here. And here comes a film that is a diverse cast. As a fantastic action director coming off dragon. Mm. And then you bring in all these new actors who are going to be in our lives for multiple yeah. years afterwards. So clearly the casting was smart as well. And you take advantage of people loving that, that, that vibe that people have over top gun or point break, that kind of eighties action vibe coming back here in fast and furious, the original. And it's no surprise that when the rock shows up, it goes fresh, and when the rock leaves, it doesn't. So it's very interesting to consider that as well. I am when you not look giving whole- that man that much power. His head
0: is big enough. Really? Physically si- and
3: figuratively? Literally, Definitely physically, because
2: after
0: re-watching The Fast
2: and the Furious, I watched Fast Five last night, and I'm like, God, this guy's huge. Yes, And, and his is. head is even bigger with the beard somehow. <laughs> DJ's gonna DJ, man. Listen, yeah. Uh yeah. Jacqueline, is uh, Rotten Tomatoes wrong with that 54% Rotten score?
0: I'm so glad that I'm back, because yeah, this is one where I can't, even understand how it's rotten in the sense of like I understand how it's rotten in the abstract but I really when you look at it against other comedic really interesting uh main character sort of action films it really rises above Mm, to anything else that we would call fresh like I'm sorry I don't know how you could love Die Hard and then think that this is crap but I think it has to do with what (laughs) John was saying about at that time because really look that, this was this was uh, universal and like landmark yeah. to have this kind of cast be an integrated cast. Because remember, we had already had movies like Belly. We had already had movies yeah. like uh, New Jack City where you had mm-hmm. maybe more of like crime or mm-hmm. even sort of like young people doing bad things uh, movies. We already had all of those, but they were very segregated. Mm-hmm. It was very much like, you know, Harlem Nights over here or something like that. This was one where you not only made it younger, you made it a different type of crime. You have like espionage on like the internet. Like, this was still at a time when like that dude that's a part of the crew who was the hacker. He was the coolest guy in the room. This was back when you could make people think someone like Hugh Jackman was a hacker. Like right. that was, this was that Swordfish, time of the internet. Yeah. And so I feel <laughs> it was a changing of the garb. This was still a time when old school reviewers like Roger Ebert and Richard Roper yes. were still like on Daily Beats. But you also had this new brash brand of like the ain't it cool sort of like mm. internet folks. And this was right at that intersection. I mean, this is four years after Rotten Tomatoes started. This was a movie that really sort of, I think, exemplified when that divide started happening between commercial audiences and what they wanted to see and what everyone agreed was a good movie. Good point.
2: And it's interesting you bring up the the diversity that this movie has because, you know, Jaco makes a good point. If you look at a movie that came out in the mid-90s, something like Dead Presidents, where it still felt like oh, okay, that's this particular culture Mm. in this particular world in this particular city. But with The Fast and the Furious, it was so multicultural and it wasn't necessarily about any one particular ethnicity. It was more about being young and finding something that is our outlet. How can Mm we express ourselves that maybe is frowned upon by the law, but it also makes us feel like we have value. And it's how our family, and that you hear that F word a lot in this franchise, it's how our family comes together and breaks bread and a lot of uh, delicious barbecue chicken. So (laughs) I will, before I turn it over to two minutes with Tim, I'm going to ask Jacqueline for the synopsis. And again, this is not the whole franchise. (laughs) This is just this movie. I don't want you to worry about any other stuff that happens. Just The Fast and The Furious from 2001.
0: All right. So actually, all right, we're, we're just going to go with this one because I forgot Paul Walker's character's name but we're going to go it off the dome. Uh, Brian, Here we go. Yeah, Brian, yeah. thank you. I was like, what was his f- name? Sorry, well, his
2: sorry. real name is Brian and his fake name is Brian so yes. it's easy <laughs> yeah. for him to be undercover. <laughs> it's, they, it's just a different, uh, I think it's Brian Earl Spillner is the fake name and then yeah. Brian O'Connor, O'Connor is the real name.
0: I mean, and also Delroy, I don't need to know his name in this one but we're going to go. <laughs> so we start with our lead character, Paul Walker, who is your average Johnny Utah Type stand in yes. who is tasked <laughs> to go undercover because, you know, he used to like to do street racing back in the day before oh, yeah. he became a narc. And they want to send him undercover because they suspect that a group of street racers are involved in a high stakes robbery ring. And they suspect that it is the Toretto family car shop motorcycle ring led by the very charismatic and incredible Vin Diesel. And a nice restaurant. And a nice restaurant. You know, all of their fun little businesses. (laughs) (laughs) And his, you know, sister, who Paul Walker, of course, uh, through the course of this movie, instantly has eyes on. Mm. Paul, of course, ingratiates himself by, you know, being bold and brash enough to think he can challenge Don to a race, losing his car and his dignity in the process. Through the course of the events of the film, we find out that, yeah, the Toretto's are robbing people. Is eventually discovered that Paul is an FBI agent, but it is only before the last big score, the one score that's going to take them out of the game, that they come together and he saves them in a way from the fate that they are Ah,
2: from the a- fate of the furious that's amazing i mean he's trying to be he's not even an fbi agent he's working you, you, with the F- fbi it's right. so funny because he's an undercover cop but the cops are working with the feds, feds on the this. Yeah. and so it's almost like the cops are auditioning for the fbi <laughs> yes. like this yeah. is their big showcase night if, if they're comedians they're like hey guys the fbi's in the crowd <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do 10 <laughs> minutes and see if they like me and that 10 minutes happens to be trying to break up this ring before the truckers start fighting back yeah
3: yeah, they've got the FBI signs on the uh, on the seats, for
2: this, <laughs> right on the front row for them for sure.
0: And let's pretend yeah. for one second like that would actually be the way that it goes. But you know, yeah, it's right. part, part heist, part uh, family, all Vin Diesel.
2: Yes, all yeah. vroom vroom. And so now, before we get into the movie talk segment, we are going to turn it over to our good buddy Tim Ryan, our expert review curation manager here at Rotten Tomatoes. He's going to tell us what the critics were saying at the time of this film's release, way back in June of two thousand one. Hit it, Tim.
0: Two minutes with Tim.
1: If anyone had told you back in 2001 that the Fast and the Furious would spawn eight sequels plus a spinoff and an animated series and become a multi-billion dollar global phenomenon, you'd have thought they were crazy. Sure, it did well at the box office and the reviews were decent, but the idea of a loose point break remake being the kickoff for one of the most popular franchises in movie history would have sounded improbable. And the idea that it would eventually win the hearts of the critics would seem even more unlikely, especially after the first four movies were rotten. But here we are, 22 years later, and Fast 10 is right on the horizon. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's go back to the beginning. The Fast and the Furious is rotten at 54% on the Meter with 152 reviews, and it has a 74% audience score. And just as a reminder, we covered the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift on a previous episode. So what did the critics have to say? In a rotten review, Bruce Kirkland of Jam Movies wrote that the film has the lasting power of a quarter-mile race. When it's over, all you're left with is fumes. However, in a fresh review, Margaret McGurk of the Cincinnati Inquirer wrote, melodramatic, preposterous, excessive, this movie is all that. Yet it is also magnetically appealing. So that's The Fast and the Furious. Let's kick it back to Jacqueline and Mark, two people who live their lives a quarter mile at a time. Thank
2: you, Tim, and you are family to us. Uh, Before we get into movie talk, just a quick, it's now 30 seconds with Mark, that the new special, uh, My Stand-Up Hour, is coming out very soon. You can go to Mark Ellis Live for all the updates on that for the particular release and ways to watch it. So very excited about that. And uh, let's get into movie talk. Hit the music, Brian. And so now we get into talking about this movie, and as Tim pointed out, you know, I can understand why the immediate sequels to this movie were frowned upon by critics, are rot right on the tomato meter, because if this just feels like somewhat of a fun but forgettable flick, where it's just about street racing and, ah, we'll get over this, and it doesn't quite have the staying power of something like a-, a Point Break or The Rock, other 90s action movies, I see why the sequels felt like a cheap imitation of that, because you didn't yeah. really have this, like, the cognitive ability back then to see where this franchise was going. Mm. And so to set the, the, the sort of foundation of this and have it be about street racing and that culture and then have it go to the heights where it's gone now, I think in retrospect, it's a lot easier to say, oh, the critics got this wrong. But at the time, I would say Rotten Tomatoes is wrong, but I, I think this movie probably lands somewhere in the 60% range. No, you're insane. 70% <laughs> is where it belongs, <laughs> and you're an insane person to say that. I
3: think Jackie nailed it on the head. We were going through a transition. Of critics as well. I think this sure. comes out in 2023. This is a much higher score, both audience-wise and critics-wise, Fair. I think as well. And I think that's the difference here. And when you look at the uh the the progression of the series, you're absolutely right. The sequels were a pale imitation of the first movie. And I'm not, I, I think even Vin saw that by not appearing in Tokyo Drift. I think he saw, I'm not gonna hang myself or attach myself to this quickly sinking anchor let me get out of this but when the rock came it revitalized everything and i think that changed it and it was going straight to dvd i think in the in the uh, probably the third or fourth film you could sense the box office wasn't quite there the interest wasn't quite there so they were in trouble the rock coming in really saved it and add more energy to the franchise But that being said, you had some really good directors. I mean, Singleton did the second one. You have some good Justin Lin coming in. You have some good directors who were a part of this, who understood that there was something in this franchise that appealed to young people. And that idea of rebellion and that idea of coming out and having some fun and being
2: dangerous and pushing the limits, these things never change, and they're generational and universal. Jacqueline, you see with the audience score (laughs) being 74%, being fresh, I think more where you and John feel the movie belongs. Mm -hmm. But you also see it, another way that people like to speak is with their wallets. So this movie Mm. opened $40 million, already making its $38 million budget. It could go on to do over $200 million worldwide. But when the DVD came out, on its first day of Mm. DVD sales... Two million copies. Wow. And so, like, you see those numbers, and you're like, maybe there was a generational disconnect between the reviewers of this movie and the audience it was intended for.
0: This was a movie where, as I like to say, there's certain movies that come out. In fact, there's one that's about to come out this summer that I am going to base my entire personality on, <laughs> and that is Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry for those of you not in the visual medium, I'm currently wearing a Barbie shirt.
2: <laughs> so the So the
0: idea that I'm making that my my personality is hilarious. I can't hilarious. wait to see
2: the box office numbers that week. Obviously. Barbie versus Oppenheimer. let
0: But this was a movie that people wanted to make their personality about. I remember seeing this movie at, um, I want to believe that this was the summer in between my freshman and like, Mm -hmm. my freshman year of uh, of college and my senior year of high school and the thing I thought was so crazy about that aspect of it was people in the parking lot acting like they were in their drag racing thing to the point where people had Mm -hmm. to make notes about like hey don't do this like cops would hang out pretty much any night Fast and Furious was in theaters to make sure that people didn't do stupid stuff in the parking lot. And yeah. I say
2: good. I mean, in, in my last special Dog Stepfather, I talked about how like I, like you should not be allowed to drive home after seeing one of these mm-hmm. movies in a the theater. Because oh, you yeah. can't handle it. No. Especially yeah. men. We're, we're like shifting as hard as we can and I drive an automatic. Like you should never have to shift and, anything and, this and hard.
0: All y'all are acting like you're rowdy and freaking ta- and, uh, and uh, Cole Trickle <laughs> from Days of Thunder <laughs> driving down oh, the back roads of on. Cahuenga in Los Angeles. Like you are Not that hard. Anyway, but...
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> but I, see, I have the same feeling about this movie that I do something like like Jaws, where yeah. Jaws is mm. this heralded classic, but the fallout of Jaws, and one of the things that even Peter Benchley and Steven Spielberg have expressed some regret for yeah. is that it inspired a bunch of dopes to go out and try to hunt great white sharks yeah. who aren't bothering anybody. They're not Bruce from the movie. They're not eating kids. They're just swimming, living their lives. And right. so you got gotten kill the same way where it's like, I've had friends that have had their families tragically affected by illegal street racing. Mm. Oh, wow. And so you see, like, it, it, you know, it, It's that art entertainment, does that it like are video games making kids violent? It's Mm. it's that old argument. Look,
0: if you can say that women decided to do archery after Katniss Everdeen, (laughs) you cannot (laughs) deny that there are some people that were skid marks on a highway because Mm -hmm. of Fate and Fury, or Fast and Furious. Like Mm -hmm. you can't, like you can't make that distinction. And let's be real, the thought process for a dude that says, I look cool riding down the street is even worse yeah. than um some girl that's like, I want to be Katniss and bow like this. Yeah. You, yeah. Know? <laughs> like, you know? Like, I volunteer as tribute. This is just a totally different calculus. The only thing I was going to add to you where you yeah. were talking about with, with Fast and Furious is Yeah, it's so morphed, it's so changed. But with The Rock, it's so crazy to me that a man that is only improved by either ensemble or dual performances is so obsessed with being the only man standing. Mm. Because the only way Mm. that he works the best, look at some of his best work when he worked with Kevin Hart. Like, look, Kevin Hart humanizes him in a way that he cannot appreciate. It's like when when Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. do a movie together, you don't get why it works, but it just works, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just like that dynamic. Him missing that is it's it in my opinion is really awful. But yeah. I also feel yeah.
2: like th- that there's a there is a point break uh like kind of line to oh, draw. Totally. And yeah. I think it, Patrick Swayze could carry a movie by himself. And, yeah. and right, there's right, proof right, of that right. Keanu Reeves, we've seen since then, could. Right. I don't know that we had the litmus test back when point break came out. Right. And so what I would say about Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in this movie, the first one, is that I think that this movie helps them out by pairing them together. Yes, Because as you see in the immediate sequels, whether it's Too Fast Too Furious or Fast and Furious, either one of them carrying the movie by themselves Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily work as well as having them play off one another in that dynamic
3: yeah I've tried to watch shows with just Jackie or just Mark and it doesn't work as yeah. i,
0: saying, I oh, the thank same you. chemistry I mean no, honestly no, right. I'd be the first one to admit it I am a prickly heifer and the fact that he puts up with me is the testament to his niceness. and I can say when I'm on the
2: road I've been doing shows and people yell out where's Jack like this isn't so right so no.
0: man, this is wrong this so is so no. Yeah. no I really no it's not even close I mean, don't yeah. lie where's this
2: the just... girl who likes uh, Constantine no. I talk about her don't well, lie all one.
0: they're saying where is where's Molly? Like, I know what they're really right. asking you about. Yeah, you're
3: you the might.
2: dog stepfather.
3: Bring her out! Uh, no, this is true. And the, the other aspect of this that is very similar, we haven't mentioned this yet. Two-point break is Ted Levine is essentially Gary Busey. Yeah. That is the same character Ooh, yeah. in yeah. essence because he's like, Oh, I'll protect you, but you know, you're gonna you're coming close. where we gotta get some results, all this kind of stuff. And of course. Just like you've got in the '80s and the '90s, you got to have that black FBI cap. Like, I need results. Yeah, you got to get Delray in there. You got to have him in there. I love how many
2: times he threatens, like, like the exact uh, because I love when a when a grizzled FBI. (laughs) Like, sorry. Like, he he, he has a specific hour. He's yeah. like, okay, we need this in forty eight hours. Now, now you got thirty six hours. It's like you got one day to do yeah. this. It's like, oh man, this this clock's really ticking on this because there's so many elements in this movie. Like, this would be a, a fine film if Paul Walker didn't have the backstory of him being a cop trying mm. to infiltrate this gang. If he's just trying to break into this racing world, mm. like like that's pretty much what Tokyo Drift is. It's yeah. just, hey, I'm yeah, an outsider right. and I'm trying to get in this new culture and I think I got some game, so let's see how I stack up against the best of the best, mm-hmm. and this movie adds on this action element that I found was fascinating, and that sometimes I'm going to go back and watch this movie for just the interactions and seeing the family and the culture, but other times you do want to see some of those action sequences that, by the way, are really well shot. Yeah.
3: yeah. Rob Cohen is so smart in this, because remember, Rob Cohen at this time was kind of finally sowing his oats, filling things out, doing these action films, understanding what the public liked, and so he understood, look, let's start with an action... Piece to start off the whole thing, like James Bond, mm. and then let's not go too long without another action sequence. I rewatched the film for the show today, and I was just like, "Wow, there's like ten minutes of conversation, then action sequence, mm-hmm. ten minutes of conversation, chase sequence, ten minutes of conversation, car chasing." So it's very smart the way he does it. And I'll, I'll, the street racing stuff, I think this is a genius thing by them to take advantage of it. This culture already existed. They just found a movie. It's like Madonna. There was voguing before Madonna did it, okay? Mm. Madonna just brought it into the mainstream. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is what this film did. It tapped into something that was already happening in L.A. in a lot of cities and brought it out for people to enjoy. And like you said, the guys, feel cool. It's a guy mm. move. Yeah, there are some strong ladies in this movie, absolutely. Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. It's a lot of dudes. So the dudes driving their little Priuses or whatever they were driving back then feel badasses because of this movie, like Top Gun influenced people to sign up for the Navy. This movie influenced more people to employ to drive to try street racing or get into street racing, or just, but be, interested in or, or or just be
0: interested in yeah. cars, or just be interested in cars. Because I would say I would say that yeah. was the um, male approach to it. There yeah. was a lot of girls mm-hmm. like myself, as Mark knows. Yeah. I'm a muscle car queen. I I don't have one anymore because <laughs> stupid gas prices. But he's wrote he wrote in my Challenger back when I had it. Nice. You know what I mean? All you have
2: to do is is, is take cold water a couple times in the morning over <laughs> the, from the valley to here to realize I don't really want that Mustang anymore. I really don't.
1: <laughs> I.
0: Also, there's still a muscle car in our house, though. We still have muscle. Nice. We have the, the company car is a muscle right. car. Oh, right, it's right, the, right. It's the Mustang convertible. Okay, I was going nice. to wait and
2: tell the story, but I'll, I'll tell you all quickly now. So as Jacqueline knows, I was in the market for a new car forever. Mm. Oh, yes. Th- there's a certain electric car that we that she kept. Every time she found like a TikTok or a tweet about how this electric car maybe doesn't perform as well as advertised, yeah, yeah, yeah. she would send it to me yeah. as a warning. So Also, I,
0: because I didn't want to support that company, and I was basically like, <laughs> don't do it, Mark. Do you even know what kind of car I got? I did see it. Yeah, you sent me the picture, which I loved because I'm not saying that that company, let's be real, they had some stuff going on in World War II, but...
2: (laughs) There's a lot of companies. (laughs)
0: There's a lot of companies, but at least- Henry Blank. Yeah, girl. Volkswagen. There's other
2: companies also had bad stuff going on. Let's be real. They just don't have
0: the living (laughs) living embodiment of apartheid living at the top of theirs.
2: (laughs) But like, I also test drove a Mustang. (laughs) Because uh, I just figured, you know, I'm a man of a certain age. It's time to get a Mustang. It's a big sports car. My dad was a big sports car guy. And I'm like, this is what I'm going to grow into. Y'all, I turned the Mustang on at the dealership. And the (laughs) engine was so loud. I'm like, I don't like it. I, I want quiet. I don't want to pull into my neighborhood, my nice suburban neighborhood, pull into my driveway and have the neighbors be appalled. Because I'm out late at night. I'm out telling jokes. I get home at midnight. Here comes Vin Diesel home again. So I got a car that's very quiet. I went quiet. I went luxury over. What no, no, fast tell imper- what it is. Mean, is. Tell it what a- it is.
0: Cause like let's
2: just is- I'm past my prime when it comes to street racing okay. is the point. What's really impressive about this movie mm. is how ahead of its time it was. Because going back to the diversity for a minute, yeah. this movie was sort of inspired by an article in, I think it was Vibe Magazine mm. in mm-hmm. 1998. But it was talking about New York City yeah. suburbs yes. having street racing. That was primarily white kids doing it. Right. And so the fact that a studio took a chance on making this in L.A. and having it, obviously, Paul Walker's white, but pretty much the rest of the cast that primarily are people of color. Mm-hmm. So to take that out of the suburban white kids and put that in L.A. and have it shot in L.A. and as as people who live in L.A., you can tell no. th- it feels like collateral where it's like, oh, I know that street, yep. I know that. Mm-hmm. And so 100%. you really do get the Los Angeles vibe of this movie.
0: Absolutely, and the only thing I would add to that is the main reason for that is the... Ethnic ambiguity yep. and also chariz- uh, charisma sure. of Vin Diesel. Yep. Because for folks who don't know, one of the greatest things I, I will say about Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel is a pure movie guy, which I say when you know those people, like Tom Cruise is a movie guy. It's the guy that wakes up every day to watch movie mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino is a movie guy. These are people that are just obsessed about movie and movie making. He's a huge nerd. He's a huge yeah. nerd. Yeah. Vin Diesel. Was having such trouble as a former model turned actor getting work that he made his own short film about being multiracial mm-hmm. and biracial and how he never fit into a box. That movie got in front of uh, Steven Spielberg, who cast him in Saving Private Ryan. Right, right, right. And that same charisma is what the producers of this saw, and they were like, "We can. This guy is <laughs> uh, the new version of Patrick Swayze." And that sort of like, so Vin Diesel was the part, and because he was ethnically ambiguous, they're like we don't want people asking what he is the whole movie mm. just put a whole bunch of everybody around him so that way they're kind of confused that's yeah. very <laughs> it's, very it's literally what they Absolutely. did that that's how you get away what they did.
3: it wasn't that long ago where studios did not want to have interracial relationships yes. as their leads in film so having an ambiguous guy like Vin Diesel helps to anchor the films you said so well the white guy's your entry point for the audience you want from that angle and then you you surround him with people who are not over. like or Jordana Brewster is Panamanian American Yes, she is a Latina but she's but also an ethnic but she's ambiguous, right. exactly. And that was the reason why it they helps cast it her. It all work, exactly. And then yeah, Michelle this, Rodriguez doing overtly, very clearly, is this. And they, but then there's
0: also Asian characters. Yes. There's white characters. Johnny there's Tram. black characters. Yeah, yeah. And I think, just again, and, and this is the thing that I will say to people that don't maybe get it about African-American and some of how people don't see blackness every place or ethnicity every place yeah. that it that they should or could you know i have people all the time thinking you know biracial people are oh she's like no she's just black and this other thing mm. or just black altogether there's just plain black people that look like they're multiracial right. mm. and that is another aspect of you look at somebody sure. like jasmine guy she's just black she doesn't have nobody else mixed with her she's right. a black creole but that's you know what i mean like the african-american look is already multinational yeah, because yeah. of so much race mingling and so again it's It was a moment of necessity that ends up being something incredible because look at what Singleton does in the next movie. He adds in more darker skinned mm-hmm. black actors yeah. completely changes the dynamic even more. Tyrese.
2: And one of those actors, unfortunately, was not Ja Rule, who did not return for any of the <laughs> well, self movies. Uh, ja- at, yeah. We th- did
0: Tyrese and Ludacris. Yeah.
2: Tyrese and Ludacris, again, watching Fast Five last night, they're just such every time they show up in these mm. movies, they're so they're such breaths of fresh air yeah. because it's so serious and we mm. gotta do this thing, and then they're just kind of cracking jokes. What I forgot about the first movie is that Vin Diesel, like his first couple lines, he's kind of funny. And he's mm-hmm. kind of like, like, like just like sarcastic or just like tossing stuff off to the side. He's really good in this movie. And I love one of my favorite scenes is when we first see Dom from behind. We yeah. see this giant back. There was this comic book character from Image Comics in the 90s. And his name was Deathblow. Yeah. And he had like the biggest lats I ever saw. Yeah. And so it, it, he looks like Deathblow just hanging out in the back of his restaurant, the family business. And he's lurking like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. where you're just like, what the hell is that thing? What's it gonna do? And then you see him, and again, I don't know that he could've carried this movie by himself. I liked him as that looming presence, and I don't know that Paul Walker could've carried this movie by himself, but to put them all in there, And, and to have that entire ensemble, not just be there, but actually like play like, like, valuable roles in yeah. this movie. The women kind of run this movie uh, from the side.
0: By the way, the first reason why I watched this movie had nothing to do with Paul Walker mm. or with Vin Diesel. It had to do with the fact that I loved Girl Fright, mm-hmm. the Girl Fight, which oh, had yes. Michelle Rodriguez yep, directed right. by Karen Kusama, and, like, I was just like... That's my girl. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know if you could tell. I wasn't really big into the dresses. Yeah. <laughs> Still ain't. <laughs> don't let the red carpet fool y'all. Uh, but, yeah. no, like, Letty was a huge part of it. And then I also appreciate, as we get into the later series, how they had to change that character so she could be multidimensional. Right. Because for as much as both her and Jordana kept women in this franchise, which kept the franchise going, let's keep it real, yeah fast cannot just run on male aggression and testosterone. No, the whole thing's
2: about family. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard about- to start a family without women. We're exactly. Sure. They're kind of the reason why we do it.
0: And look later, the, the female characters we get, Charlize Theron, yeah. Helen Mirren, uh, Nic- uh, Natalie Emanuel, Rita Moreno's in the movie, Rita Moreno, and right. Brie Larson. Like, it's just like, every time they add these women in here, the dynamics and the flavors continue to change. Because yeah. all of the male are just such Broad archetypes that again, it just keeps it grounded, and this movie showed how grounded it could be. And yeah. we
2: have we have like the tech nerd in this one, yeah. Um, we have like is sort of the sidekicks, the tech nerd uh, Jesse Chad Lindbergh. That's yeah. who I thought Jordana Brewster should have gone for because initially <laughs> before What's she, she before she falls in love with with Brian O'Connor yes. or uh, you know Earl Sp- Spiller at the time, she is kind of <laughs> hooking up with Vince, and I'm like, there's no way she likes Vince. No, no, no. And
0: she by the a- way, Vince, Vince, Vince I, I
3: guess is convinced that they're hooking up. She Vince, has not hooked up. She, she's never hooked up with Vince. Never hooked up with Vince. Never, never hooked once. up with Vince. I do not no.
0: think Vince has any. Vince is Okay, like- good,
2: because he he's the guy. Remember I mean, the pity kiss when they were 17? Maybe. He play. You never be the guy. And I try to tell yeah. the, the, you, the youth this. Never be the guy at the party who's playing the guitar. It screams for attention. We saw what happened to the acoustic guitar in Animal House. Yes. And now he's at a house party post-race. Yes. And he's got his electric guitar plugged in. And he's got some girl hanging on him. And he's, he's, pl- he's hitting some Zach Wild riff. And it's like, dude. You're trying way too hard. Yeah. But I also love that he's a character in this movie because you always have the person who is tough, but they're not as tough as they think they are. Yeah. yeah. He, he gets replaced. And, and you got to have that
0: aspect yeah. to add
2: conflict. If Brian replaces
3: they him, know each other. Brian does replace grade. him. Yeah.
0: But let's be real in the grand scheme of things, Vince was right. Vince was like I do not trust this dude and that dude was a narc so like in retrospect Mm. I wanted to point a couple of things out (laughs) about this movie is Vince gets such a bad rap and somebody needs to recut the Fast and the Furious the way they did when they recut the Karate Kid to make Brian (laughs) to make La Russa into the villain because let's just be real he was a narc Right. so like the fact that this like and Dom didn't see it these career criminals did not pick up that the goofy white boy might not be exactly what he says he is, is kind of hilarious You know to me. what? You about to turn
3: me around on Vince. <laughs> I'm uh, maybe, listening. Maybe Jordana uh, uh spent many nights crying on Vince's shoulders about
2: other dudes, and Vince was like, if I could only just get a shot with you, I could treat you really well. He's the toughest version of the guy that gives you a ride to the airport.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. He and he is a good judge of character. Songs for her. Yes. <laughs> he literally said what he thinks he is. I thought he was a douche, but he's not a douche okay He fights
3: off the I mean, the by wire the way, he does arm, he does you. like
0: a lot of of a douchey thing so I'm not trying to say whatever his tactics are not right, yeah, right. That, like he doesn't have the charisma Brian has all the charisma and none of the convictions he has all the convictions right. and none of the charisma so again as somebody that has maybe been accused of the same yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I get it, but I understand. You, you know, Your Jessie
3: love, you got to explain to me though, because that is a dweeb and a half. I don't know why you think I mean, she would go with a guy like that. Because because he's Chad intelligent. <laughs> he's got he's oh, got a great. The Jack, yes, excellent point. Actually.
0: He went to Wake Forest. Remember ex- oh, who please, he is.
2: <laughs> no, I, he's like I know that tattoo
0: for God's sake. <laughs> he's yeah. a
2: nice guy you can trust and not cheat on. You. And, and tre- I figured Jordana Brewster for better than either a fake. And street we news, really turns out, out to be a cop. He bet his Jetta. His dad's Jetta, no less. This no, you were that really not. You were
0: really firing shots at Mark that You guy, don't realize, okay, and it's gonna so be,
2: mean. Who's going to be the multi millionaire <laughs> at the end of the day? Who's going to be the multi millionaire Not him, Johnny. <laughs> by by the way, shot
0: him. At this table absolutely. No, safe. it's not the street racer. Johnny it's Train be
2: killed the him. guy who can.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's be he real. He short
2: life, and you guys are just pissing on his grave.
0: <laughs> can I? Can I just add this one thing to be <laughs> truth? This. This whole He That guy became his avatar The minute He made eyes <laughs> at Jordana Oh that's
3: Like good Cause point. let's <laughs> be real Good
0: point I know why I was watching The first Fast <laughs> and Furious <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think I know why Mark was watching too <laughs> they- Actually, you I, have a type, sir. I would oh.
2: consider myself more of a Michelle Rodriguez guy. I've been a fan of Michelle Rodriguez uh, forever.
0: Okay. I know okay. you're more of a Michelle Rodriguez fan, but let yeah. me be really clear. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is the guy that it's the Madeline. It's the it's the you marry Jackie you do. and Jordan yeah. is your Jackie. Mm. Yeah, okay. you yeah. Michelle, yeah. You well, I I date Michelle. When you, young. <laughs> you
2: marry Jordan. That's sort of how it ended up for uh for good old Brian O'Connor. You know? He he ended up married or I guess I don't know if they ever tied the knot. I guess they, they had they, a
0: baby. That's good enough. They had a baby. They, they had a baby.
2: But, in this world, that counts. Can uh, I give a
3: little bit of a shout out to Lindbergh? He was just in Picard, season three yeah, of Picard. He played yeah. one of the changelings. So yeah. still working that guy.
2: I respect. will go one step further and I will mm-hmm. give John ja Rule a shout-out because he's great in this movie. Ja Rule is fantastic at this point. Brian has
3: a question. Who's the worst actor in the movie? I would have to give it to Ja Rule. But Ja Rule is doing
0: exactly what he needed to do, though. Because he's doing, like, basically, like, you know, he's doing Billy Porter's role from Mm. Pose, which, you know. Oh.
2: He's well, but not in a lot,
3: not like
0: the race,
2: would lose out to the woman,
0: yeah. True. It, so, Bill respect to Porter ja. was
2: such more of a mentor in pose, yes. yeah. yeah. And, and and Ja Rule is sort of like he's the guy, he's just good enough to hang around, yeah, yeah. You know, he's sort of that 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 gym rat, and I appreciate that about him. And it also but he's like the, gives us some comedic relief, This in there is
0: what too. this guy does, this is what this, you know, he's like the he's <laughs> yeah. the hype man,
2: yeah, true, very true, yeah. But I mean, he he did his role, yeah. and, and there was so, so I guess the story goes is that John Singleton wanted Ja Rule back oh. for Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. And they made multiple like, attempts to reach out to Ja Rule's people in atlanta and they never got back to him they blew and they blew up john singleton wow and 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 according to, to ja rule he's like then well yeah it's just not the direction the he wanted his film career to go in and he did have some other movies and appearances at that <laughs> he wanted but then they rep- then then you you bring in Ludacris, and it's like oh man I, I i don't know what it's like to be inside ja rule's head but you got to think oh, it, maybe it'd be fun they could still bring him back though
0: they, they brought uh, could still bring it back. They brought, they brought Vince everybody back, for five. back in the last yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I mean, True. look, I mean, <laughs> I don't think Ja Rules cachet that he had at that yeah. time, just like let he had. Drive cach- a
2: car in
0: Fast
3: uh, Ten. Maybe just, he doesn't. If he does another song with J Lo, maybe that puts just, him back in the just pop have culture have zeitgeist.
0: Have Vin
2: roll up to a streetlight, and whoever is in the cast now, it put Helen Mirren and John Cena in his car, and he just looks at uh, and it's ja Rule and They just like, what's up? And th- th- that's all I need.
0: You know, it's so funny. They've gone through so many chases. They've done so many elaborate things still to this day that first race with Brian is one of the greatest yeah. watches like that's just such a great street race and just the way they had that dynamic the way they showed I don't know the way they shot it like just like, the, those first push-ins with the dude with the camera mm. like that was one of those and first that was times such really... like
2: exciting and inventive yeah. sort of uh, yeah. uh uh filmmaking back then I would hesitate to tell anybody yeah you need a laptop while you're street racing at 140 miles an hour in your car, <laughs> that seems a little dangerous to be looking away from the road sure. to hit buttons. But seeing like those nitrous oxide boosts, it does like it does fill you up with a oh, charge. Yeah. Watching, Let, uh,
3: yeah, yeah, very much. So. Let me ask you guys: Isn't that cheating? Isn't that steroids? Everybody's Is doing that Steroids?
2: It. It's it, it's it's the it's the 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 summer of '98 with McGuire and Sosa. If everybody's cheating. If everybody's juicing, then you have to level the playing field. You are ridiculous. Everybody, no, Derek every, Jeter didn't take a damn serious look. So you under cut that, that crap ho- out. They look under the hood. They uh-huh. look under the hood before the race. Mm-hmm. They see what everybody's got. They know they have nitrous oxide boosts. I don't think everybody's got an OS,
3: though. That's why I think it's a little bit cheating, but
0: all right. I mean, legal street racing sir like you were trying to bring in pga jack rules so into right. a street jack, fight i right.
2: like right. what are you doing excuse me did your club hit um, the sand before <laughs> See, it's like
0: the guy at the pickup game calling a foul that is such a
2: narc move man <laughs> i've got blood on
0: my face it's a foul
2: It's <laughs> a foul jack right, i told you this guy's a sorry cop. that
0: was that was gendered Please. and rude but like legitimately <laughs> no, legitimately
2: uh, <laughs> what is what true. is the scene in this movie that gets john roca going
0: Oh, uh, what Jackie said. That scene in
3: there is fantastic. But because she already talked about it, I will add the uh, end scene with Vince hanging off the truck and everything like that. That whole sequence Mm -hmm. is so incredibly well shot by Cohen. And we revisit, we don't overuse, we revisit the car sliding under the truck thing that Letty does, which is so great. We saw that in the opening of the film. We don't see it again until that, car chase scene and I thought it was fantastic it was road warrior-esque and uh, and then you have and you wrap up the storyline by having Brian save Vince the one guy he had to convince out of the whole crew and how does he do it? He reveals himself as a cop by the end so Vince was right but Brian still saved him so yes. it's just it's such, there's so much that goes on in that scene that is so great that works so well, and this is some of the best Vin Diesel acting you'll ever see, when he, slow, when he realizes that Brian is a cop, he doesn't overdo it, he doesn't go too far like some other actors do, he lets it wash over him and he's conflicted between one, this guy who's saving his friend from third grade mm. and this guy who he has befriended now become being a cop. So there's all of that going on for him, and I appreciate the acting. So I love that scene for that.
2: Yeah, he's got he, Vin Diesel kind of has that that confidence in this movie. Dom Toretto does where he can look at somebody and he knows exactly yeah. the moral fiber they're made of. He may be a cop, but he also knows who this person right. is. And I think that that's like one, one of Dom's talents. The scene that I that I appreciate in this movie, for the most part, is when we have that quiet moment and it's part Real, like, emotional just bro talk, and it gets a little Kevin Bacon in the barn dancing in Footloose territory (laughs) is when Dom takes Brian in to see his car, and he gives the backstory Mm. of his dad, And, and he has these lines that are just tough to get. Like, when he actually looks another man in the eye and says I live my life a quarter mile at a time that's hard to get out and make it convincing Yeah,
0: but he does it's in the trailer and it kills I'm dude I'm gonna say
2: yeah. name an actor who could pull that off better than Vin Diesel Fair. you'd right. be hard pressed no no, right. and
0: it has to have that gravel I live like it's gotta have that like <laughs> I live my life like it's gotta feel the weight of that moment like a quarter mile is mm-hmm. a big weight I'm like mm-hmm. Usain Bolt does that in like a minute dude like yeah. you're fine <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) 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 Like you're gonna be all right. But the thing also I want to appreciate with this when we're watching it is we had like a bona fide sex scene and a sexy sex scene in the middle of this action movie. And honestly, like at the. I am sorry if movies do, if I have to start just making a bunch of really 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 like a uh, Adrian Lyne sex movies Ooh. to bring the sex back to cinema Mama because we have novels. no sex in movies anymore and we wonder why like a third of men under twenty five have never great known sex a woman scene that we saw in a movie. Was Eternals it? and that's sad I'm Oof. joking I am <laughs> joking no that's yeah. not uh, the last really good one that the I saw The Notebook had
2: a good one but they never clean up afterwards and always bothered me <laughs> I can't I but can't, like they finish there's yeah. clearly no prophylactic usage mm. and they're in this like kind of house that he's still building and then they just cuddle the rest of the night and I'm like dude yeah. you gotta go pee right he now he
0: did not put that wow. on her wow prophylactic
2: <laughs> they didn't there was mm-hmm. no contraception yeah kids
3: in the old days we used to call them prophylactics Jesus Christ yeah. the don't other- use lambskin <laughs> use latex
2: I remember being taught that in <laughs> sex ed it. and being like what? who has a lamb yeah, lambskin oh my weird. god where you is that Yeah. Changed.
3: I would say for shows though if you guys aren't watching Obsession on Netflix there is some great sex scenes. in uh, That it's
0: on TV. Yeah, it's
3: on TV. It's a but not even in damage.
0: movies, but yeah. in movies. There's oh. something about
2: being in a dark theater and shoving popcorn I, I in guess your face, so. watching people copulate. Uh. I
0: Look, I don't care. Give yourself over to the moment. These, if, if they think. are doing all that dangerous things with cars, you think they're not banging? Can we get a little oh, like, you know what I mean? This is a very sexy. Cast. Well, that's what
2: I was. That's what I was going to say. Is actually, that there actually are a bunch of sex scenes in Fast and Furious movies? They just go vroom vroom. Like mm. that, that is a sex scene. Making love to your car is a real thing. Yeah, they sure. do it constantly in these movies. Fair. And now we got a new one coming out mm. May yeah. 19th, Fast 10. Yeah. Are we excited still? Uh, because they're so preposterous, but they're also fun to watch with these ridiculous action sequences. I know that uh, like we're done after the next movie. Yeah, I think. 11. But are we really done? Do we
0: want to be done? Mm, no. No. no, no. Because it can be rebooted. It can be reimagined. Because it's really it's about it's about the franchise. It's about these characters. It's about this idea of coming together for something. I don't think that you you can replace it. Like this mm. dynamic works. Get a good casting director on it. You can find another dynamic that works. You think so? I do. Reboot the whole thing. Because, again, it was a reboot to begin with. Like, they did this with Point Break. And, honestly, if they could have kept making Point Breaks with that level of cast, they would have.
2: There was a film called The Fast and the Furious that came out in 1954. Yes. uh And I think Roger Corman helped with the story on it. It was a different kind. It was this guy, and I think he, like, stole a truck and was trying to get down to Mexico. Falls in love along the way. They both Mm. end up, like, like, crossing the border. Okay, but uh, John Rocha... That was
3: Vin's dad, I think. How, mm-hmm. yeah,
2: how far down the road can we see these movies going?
3: Oh, I think Jackie's 100% right. You don't even have to skip a beat. They're already laying the groundwork for his son to become a street racer yeah. already. In yeah. fact, you see him being highlighted in the new trailer yeah. with, hey, I'm handing you my, son, my brother, John, John Cena. Take my son and take care of him while I'm going to this... His son is going to figure this out, be a part of this,
0: and they're going to absolutely, like And that saying, was the reason they don't bring John Cena in just right. to come do one movie. John Cena yeah. is about to start another thing because yeah. it's just about populating, and they may be on TV. It may be someplace else. You know, it doesn't really particularly matter where they go. Yeah, and
3: I, I listen, when when Fast 9 came out, that was when we were still knee-deep in the COVID stuff, and they did a, pr- a premiere for it or screening for it in L.A. I drove up from San Diego to L.A. to see Fast 9 at the TLT theater there because I worship this franchise what was your top speed? Mm. Uh, Getting up there on the highway. well in San Diego you can go 90 comfortably Fair. on the highway which yeah. is insane
0: something I had to get used to when I moved well there. Texas is like that so I've been like that it's scary it's like that drive to you Vegas to. where you're like
2: oh my god I'm yeah. doing 100 Jeez, the drive
0: is- from Coachella <laughs> to Los Angeles yeah. it's like in Texas you're on the Autobahn and then oh. you, get to, you get to New Mexico and you're it's like insane. what is wrong with y'all let's go yeah.
3: why is my car shaking is it supposed to go this fast but yeah, but yeah so so th- I think this thing endures I think it'll keep going Fast 10 is gonna be fantastic I think Momoa is a great injection yeah. he's essentially he looks the rock like he's energy a great time. without the rock Yeah, and Brie Larson coming in is gonna be great as well for them and, they- and they're bringing Jason Statham in so y- you're not gonna get Hobbs but you got Shaw yeah. so it's gonna work
2: I do love what this franchise does where it introduces uh, for a movie or two like you're just the worst ultimate bad guy and then eh, you know what okay I kinda like you yeah. 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 there's like a begrudging respect it's almost like the NBA where, where, where player mobility is such a thing <laughs> now where it's like, I can be such bitter rivals with John Roca because of mm. I'm wearing a Lakers uniform and he's wearing a Warriors uniform. But then two seasons later, lo and behold, now I got to be friends with yeah. you because we're on the same team and we got to find a way to make this work. Yeah. And so it does remind me of like the the landscape of modern sports. We should break the news now. Dylan Brooks has
3: signed with the Lakers <laughs> for the playoffs. So yeah, you're absolutely right though. <laughs> it's true.
0: I don't know. I don't even follow basketball like that anymore, but I know that dude's a bitch. <laughs> like I do. TikTok no. has told me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I actually you don't to poke
2: th- that bear. Nope.
0: So I want to tell you. So a friend of mine actually just got a job at the NHL, nice. and I've been letting them know about something that Mark knows about, but I'm going to let you know about, oh. which is that I'm a very big romance novel reader, and one of the areas is sports athletes, oh. as the like per- folk- particularly
2: yeah. hockey players. Wow.
0: And let me tell you, I
2: get a lot of late night texts listen, about what she's reading. Can I listen? Okay. Wait a
0: minute. Time out though. Yeah. I've been telling Mark about this for pretty much our entire friendship, so <laughs> wow. six years. The internet is finally catching up to where now the Seattle Kraken's an actual NHL team if you look at their TikTok mm-hmm. it's just made for girls like me it's just wow. thirst traps I, the, the NHL finally
2: got on board with like what what the yeah. NBA's done and then the NFL like got on board a couple seasons later is like hey look at how sexy these dudes look walking into the arena yeah. I, god well, bless those social media managers so
3: i became a Seattle Kraken fan <laughs> last year because yeah. my girlfriend's boyfriend his son lives in Seattle and they were going to the games. I have family so, in Seattle. Yeah. I love the logo. So it's a great logo. I got, I got the, 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 the tank top to work today. Yeah. I to Listen, okay. Shirt. So yeah. all
0: I have to say is yeah. I have been on this camp okay. for years and this man is my witness because I was indoctrinating him into it long <laughs> nice. before he ever wanted to know. He's like, why are you telling me about this? <laughs> my,
3: my friend is a big romance writer. K- oh. Caitlyn Cruz so oh, if yeah. you find her stuff enjoy it yeah oh, I, I'll yeah. tell her like put NHL people in there uh, well
0: it's, they're having a it's big moment in, either way the sports romance and I am currently sports romance I'm currently deal. writing one about the baseball dude because I am obsessed with him Showate Otani. oh Otani, Ohtani yeah oh yeah. Otani, Right. he is the thing that romance novels were built off of I
2: don't know <laughs> how it translates into the bedroom if you're a great hitter and a great pitcher but yeah. we'll Hello. see in Jacqueline's
0: new novel
2: if you can make listen I did not think we we're going to end our the fast and the furious conversation <laughs> with talk of sports romance but, but
0: that's why this podcast is great <laughs> while you listen to us here at rotten
2: tomatoes is wrong subscribe like rate review all that good stuff and now for our big outro brian hit the music All right. It's been so great having you back. the you, man. my man. I love you guys, and it's been great to be here, so thank you for having me. Last awesome. time we had you was very, what was it, The Greatest Showman, I want to I say? I think it or? was The yeah, Greatest show Something yeah. like that. Maybe that's why you weren't on the show. Maybe we put you on a year <laughs> restriction for singing Jackie, too many show tunes.
3: Yeah, Jackie did not like that movie. No, it's I still true.
0: don't, but I will say I've seen worse musicals since. Oh, yeah. The Cats happened. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Tom Stoppard is still working on it. He's still trying to fix
2: it. I I I want Jacqueline to be like the next great like Broadway theater critic. And anytime she sees a bad play, all she has to say is, well, it wasn't as bad as the Cats movie. Yeah, cats happen, man. Like
0: we I watched that in London. Speaking of which, I will say this: I will be seeing uh, Fast X in Rome.
2: Nice. Right. Damn. That's exciting. So, do you, you get to like like interview the cast and stuff?
0: Yeah, they, uh, it's kind of nice. I, I think this will be out before then, but the folks at Universal were very kind to mm-hmm. ask me to moderate the press mm, conference. So, awesome. I will be talking to the entire family.
2: Woo! Okay, nice. what's like, what's a hot take? Do you, uh, you're not really a hot take kind of question, which I no. appreciate about you. You're not trying to get people, you're not trying to go for a social media moment, but like, what is a, an actual thing on your mind about the franchise?
0: I definitely want to talk to like the longer term people mm. about like, the craziest moments for them, like sort of getting to this because oh, we're man. starting to get to the end of like, hey, look man this is this is coming to the end of it, and you're really looking at this as like a pantheon moment like like break down some of your stuff like, like let's make mm. this a bit of a re- retrospective on this incredible franchise, forget anything you've done, this is like a franchise that is going to be a high watermark for what movies can do. So like, yeah. this is amazing. How many
1: franchises
3: have ten installments that, that are install- still relevant And run by a quarter the century later. You know, yeah. six
0: billion deep. Like yeah. ten Ooh. installments, hey. six billion deep.
2: You, you can have that. You can go, okay, it started a quarter mile at a time, now it's a quarter century. You can have that. Oh, oh my god. That's for free. That. Put, that. That. Put that in rum pepper. You're, you're, you're going to make Vin Diesel gonna I'm going to do of. that, yeah. It's going to work. It's going to work well. Alright, so usually, John, I'm going to do this two ways. We usually ask for like a Streaming recommendation, okay. a movie that you like. I'm gonna get that from you. But before I get that, mm. what is the best Fast and Furious movie to you?
3: It's got to be Fast Five. You can't deny Fast okay. Five. It is. It's just the apex of everything they've done, and the whole Brazil thing, and the fact that. That is going to echo into Fast 10 now speaks volumes about how good that movie was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Rio just looks fun. Yep, it does. Uh, Michael Caine movie. Blame it on Rio, Jack. When there's some sex scenes in there
0: for there you, there is some Blame it on Rio. Like a young there Demi is. Moore in yeah, that movie? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's a little man. problematic, was, but yeah, sure. That was,
2: that was, that was I, I've that, never actually seen the movie. It's just It's his best
0: friend's daughter.
3: Yeah. So. What?
2: Yeah. yeah. Like oh, the right. dish. Hey, you know what? We live and we learn. I never saw the movie. I remember seeing it. On, I remember seeing it on preview, Guide uh. when I was a kid, and thinking, see? "Oh, this movie comes on in like two hours. It was like three in the morning. I'm like, I'll stay up and see if I see any boobs, and I passed out. I fell asleep. Too many pop tarts.
0: You want to recommend Lolita next because that's kind of what you did. Join us that? next week for <laughs> you. Oh, host host
2: what it's is your favorite second. Fast movie?
0: <laughs> My favorite Fast. Because I, like- I,
2: I agree with John. I, I think yeah, Fast Five is, is the apex. When I was I was doing. Uh, on the street our, our show here at Rotten Tomatoes that I'm doing now uh, which yeah. is a lot of fun interviewing a, a bunch of folks at CinemaCon oh, nice. a, in Las Vegas and just asking them what's your favorite Fast and Furious movie a lo- some of them said Fast Five a lot of them said the original oh, yeah. but a lot of them also said Fast Seven because the emotional goodbye to good. Paul Walker so, yeah, yeah. so
0: f- Five and One I was less emotionally uh, attached to Paul Walker mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I would put that as Three but uh, One, Five, Seven
2: yeah okay Yeah. alright that's
0: good alright
3: I go 517. uh,
2: What is is something that is uh, non-Fast and Furious related that John Rocha can recommend to all the gang out
3: there? Well, you know, I just finished uh, Beef, uh, and I absolutely loved it.
2: Speaking of raging on the road. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: (laughs) I was hesitating on that because of all the stuff that had come out, but I was like, you know what? I love Ali Wong. I love Stephen Union. Well, I want to support. I mean, that's
1: the
0: worst part about it. The show is amazing. Yeah, the show that's is the worst incredible. part about the stupidity of the choice. Like, yeah, like, right. like, like why point. do you want to talk about this when you could just talk about how great this show is?
2: Yeah. And, and I've known Alex for still. a long time. She's yeah. a fantastic comedian. In, this is the uh, best
3: acting she's done.
0: I mean, anything. you should, you should ask her about that. <laughs> No, I'm no, going to no, ask her no, if no, she's no, seen no.
2: Blaming on Rio. No, I'm no, going to no. say, hey, hey, what's your favorite Michael Caine movie? That's probably where <laughs> I'll leave it.
0: No, actually, it'd be better for you to ask, like, what's she doing with my husband? <laughs>
2: <laughs> with Kidding. who? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Jacqueline has a lot of loves in her life. Oh, wow.
0: No, no, just one. I, I okay. really think Bill Hader's great, but not like that. And honestly, that is probably the best romantic decision he's made post-divorce, can so I, I'm happy for him. Can
3: I add something to what Jackie yeah. just said? That's the other great thing that's going on right now. This is the best season of Barry, and it's not even over yet. Yeah. It is Oh, incredible. it's been yeah. incredible. And he it's directed the whole
0: incredible. thing. Yep. It's yeah. going to go out Anyone so well. Anyone complaining
3: that it's not funny enough doesn't understand the masterpiece that he's building here in this season of Barry. Yeah. That's incredible. right.
2: Well, I I don't know. Well, maybe the critics will come out and say my new stand-up hour is a masterpiece. but you can check it out soon enough. <laughs> wow. Go to Mark Ellis Live on all the social medias for updates on when you can be the first to watch it. For Jacqueline Coley, I'm Mark Ellis. And John Rocha, yeah. thank you so much for joining thank us. Where can all much. the uh, folks out there find you? You can always
3: find me at The Roca Says on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. The Outlaw Nation on Twitch uh, and my YouTube channel, youtube.com. John Rocha says, where we have the geek buddies and the hot mic with me and Jeff Snyder currently setting studios on fire.
2: You have just done the impossible because you took it. You, you had a great brand already and you've, you've cultivated a YouTube following out of it. And Thank now you. you're big on Twitch and all the social media. And so it's been a, I'm sure it's been a grind for you, it is. but it's kind of like what Jacqueline's going to ask Vin Diesel about. You look back and you're like, I, I built this cool little empire. Yeah. When you love what you do, it's easy to build. There so, you yeah.
3: go. And I think Vin does too with fast and furious. Fair.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, who's winning the NBA Finals?
3: <sighs> I hate to say this. The answer is the nuggets. The Lakers.
2: The answer is the nuggets. No, it isn't. Email us at RT is Wrong anytime. <laughs> RT is Wrong at RottenTomatoes.com. Subscribe, rate, review, all of that good stuff. For the whole gang here, I'm Mark Gallison. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time on Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong.